Such a dread star sliced alone I was thinking it'll be alright Rob Schneider was also co-starring But other cats let me know it'll be alright Judge Dredd Should have been so great Blowing bad, it's time for a remake Judge Dredd Should have been so great Blowing bad, it's time for a remake Hey Rage, I got your coffee Oh, you are naked recording a song It's my creative process Get out of my room I'm creating here! Oh, is that what we're calling it now? See the papers giving out reviews Man, these reviews just ain't so good But still I walked down to the theater Even though ignored I should Judge Dredd Should have been so great Blowing bad, it's time for a remake Judge Dredd Should have been so great Blowing bad, it's time for a remake 95 Judge Dredd, your film wasn't good Rob Schneider casting, not sure how you could. In 2012, they made a new take. Who they get to play, I don't care. Don't shout. <laughs> See the smile sitting in the theaters, packed houses and good reviews. Walking out feeling like I shoulda This film turned out so good Judge Dredd Shoulda been so great Blowing bad, it's time for a remake Judge Dredd Shoulda been so great Blowing bad, it's time for a remake. Seriously, sickies, the Judge Dredd for Sly Stallone really sucked. Except for the one line about recycled food. That was hilarious. Ruck, don't add these parts. I wish I could burn my eyes out. Wait, is that the rod? Sci-fi malady, symptom 221, dread. Welcome, sickies, to De- Do It Over December, just Do Over December, this month. And we are covering the sci-fi remakes that were actually better than the original, or at least marginally better. Uh, ideally, it's as the horrible parody of my horrible singing voice is showing we are the idea is that the original was just so bad they had to get a remake and i'll be honest with you the thing that inspired this was the fact that last year was dune december and we were going to cover the new dune but the problem (laughs) is yeah exactly it didn't come out so i was thinking well we have to cover the new one and We've never done a redo kind of topic, so here we go. This is how I get here. And also, in keeping with the idea that I have to alliterate everything, my obsession for it, I found a way to do it. Don't know how, but I did it. So here we are. And we're starting off the first week with a suggestion from Thomas, actually. Uh, We couldn't quite get to see all Dune on the same page this week, but we did want to do another one and thomas suggested this and i'm glad he did because i never saw this when it came out but i meant to oh it's such a good film it it is 
infinitely times better than the original one from 95. And uh, it, we're going to find out to a degree the 1995 version was a, a teeny bit closer to the original comic. And I, I'm in the slightest margin. But both slight... of them are, are miles off from the original comic. Oh, well, actually, well, we'll get, again, we'll get into this, but uh, which one is the superior movie? The 2012 one, hands down. You don't even have to see a Rotten Tomatoes score. Just watch the movie. So um, the, the movie, basically, I'll do the plot. It's a very simple plot, really. Um, it's you have Mega City One in the future, post-nuclear apocalypse. And the United States is really just six mega cities, which mega meaning encompasses several states. And there's six mega cities and each of them are governed by judges. The judges are kind of street level cops who have the power to do be judge, jury, executioner all in one. And Judge Dredd is the almost force of nature, to a de force, most famous judge in Mega City One. And in this film, he's teamed up with a rookie, Anderson, who happens to be a psychic, a mutant, mutant. Yep. a mutant psychic. And this is her assessment. This is her first day. And they have to go make an apprehension of a lieutenant of a guy, of a crime boss named Mama from the Mama crime clan, who's peddling narcotics. And uh, she actually runs the apartment block Peachtree. So she, they get in there, they apprehend the guy, and Mama closes the place down and makes it look like it's a uh it makes it look like it's a war zone test and then it just becomes a survival game where anderson and dread are trying to survive and survive against paid out judges and in the end they win but uh at the same time there was another movie coming out at the same time uh boy i forget what it was called but not the precinct, but uh, there was another film that was the same concept. It was uh, of police officers stuck working their way up the uh, a crime-laden building. But this one, though it came out later, started production first. And they were, of course, made independently, so whatever. So that's basically the sum of it. And some of the fun facts, Carl Urban played dread in this film unlike stallone in 95 and one of the he, things is I carl urban never takes his mask off never exactly it turns out he is a big judge dread fan and he made it clear i'm not taking the helmet off because dread never takes the helmet off so in the comic the comic was originally he at first dread the character of dread first appeared in a 1977 comic british comic 2000 a.d and he's appeared in stories, comic stories since then. But Dread is never seen without his helmet off. And just like Thomas said, you love it. It's great. It's much preferable. In fact, he, Carl Urban said he was so dedicated to the role, he refused to smile, take the helmet off. He spoke with an American accent and kept the scowl the whole time. At one point, a cast member made a joke, causing everyone to laugh on the set, and he gave him an, a Judge Dredd sneer, and the person apologized. <laughs> nice. I was Dude, expecting I'm... him. I was expecting him to go, "Shut it, creeps!" <laughs> Dude, I, I'm telling you, he portrayed this character so well. Oh, he did. He did. Um, Mama, in fact, was originally supposed to be cast as an older woman, but Lena Hedy, uh, she wanted to be in that role so badly, she convinced the director to let her take the role. And incidentally, the tattoos that Lena has in the film are her actual tattoos. Normally, she has to cover them up for this film. They're like, nah, go ahead and keep them. So that was a little interesting note. Um 
the uh there's a lot of fun facts so i'm just trying to kind of go through the more important one the lawmaster motorcycles were actually functioning bikes which um which uh carl urban actually drove but they weren't exactly true to the comic because the ones in the comic with the guns and the targeting computers would make the bike unrideable so they kind of had to put a lot of props but those are real bikes and uh so oh, yeah a lot of practical work done in this movie too oh yeah there was a lot of practical work in this uh the peach tree block is named after a restaurant where the screenwriter alex garland and judge dread director john wagner first met judge dread creator john wagner first met to discuss the film so uh carl urban's voice was modeled after Clint Eastwood's character from Dirty Harry, Harry Callahan, which is interesting because the original look, the original view of Judge Dredd back in 77 was based off of Dirty Harry. And the look of Judge Dredd came from Roger Corman's film Death Race, where David Carradine's character, that when uh, Ron Wagner wanted, um, John Wagner, wanted a picture of how should Dredd look, he gave the artist a picture of David Carradine's film poster, Death Race, and said something like that. So it's interesting that, uh, and in fact, Judge Dredd lives in Rowdy Yates Block, which is the name of the character Eastwood played in the TV series Rawhide. So there's a lot of Eastwood reference in this whole story and film. Oh. Uh, well, if since you did bring up the comic, we should also mention that the comic is a very dark and gritty and violent comic. Very much so. Um, yeah, well, well, that's going to be mentioned with the comparison, but very this this one was much more in tune. Well, it's a post-apocalyptic setting. Well, it's a post-apocalyptic authoritarian state. I mean. We're yes. talking about judges who, again, have complete authority to be judge someone, execute them, arrest them, and sentencing in this universe is even small crimes get massive sentences. Right. It, in it, fact, you the can guy get that was life imprisonment for nothing. Yeah, the guy that was uh, panhandling at the at the door of Peachtree. They were like, when we come back, you better be gone, because that would have been a, a long prison sentence. Yeah. The only reason so, that they didn't arrest him is because he got crushed by a door. <laughs> Pretty much. So but th that's the thing. This is a interesting setting to put your movie in. It's definitely a yeah, good setting. But it, yeah, I was about to say it's a very good setting. Let me throw out two more. Um, let me throw out two more fun facts. There's a lot of behind the scenes. The scriptwriter got the director got fired last minute and then brought back and all that. I don't want to. I don't care about that. Two <laughs> interesting fun facts before we dive into the more meat of the topic today. One slow mo, the drug they use, which by the way is pretty gnarly. The sound nice effect. The sound effect you hear when they go into slow-mo is based off of a Justin Bieber song that was slowed down 800 times. So in simpler terms, there is age. Justin Bieber sounds good when it's slowed down 800, 800 times slower yeah. or on drugs. <laughs> and Michael Bean auditioned for the lead role. And if you're like, who is that? He played Kyle Reese in Terminator part one. He also was Hicks in Aliens. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that guy tried to be Judge Dredd. Could he have done it? Not as well as Carl Urban, I think. So but, here, here's my know. fun fact for this movie. What's that? Because Carl Urban played uh, Dr. McCoy in the J.J. JJ, uh, JJ Abrams Star Wars reboot, I was imagining this whole movie as Dr. Leonard McCoy as Judge Dredd. Um, but... It 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 is a testament to Carl Urban's acting because I I did you just now, say 
You just said Star Wars. Star, Star Wars. Trek. You missed up Star Wars and Star Trek, Scott. What the heck? Uh, it's late. Heresy. That's all I can say. Um, but um, it makes sense why Carl Urban was able to nail the character of McCoy as well as he did. Because he's clearly someone who studies his craft. He's clearly a method actor. He gets in character. And, um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, what, what you said with the dedication to authenticity with Judge Dredd, you can kind of tie that into other roles that he has played. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, and you know what helps, too, is I, I forgot the fact that that was McCoy because the helmet stayed on the whole time. And it's also Queen Cersei as um, Mama. That is true. So in my that mind, is, yes. I've a got Dr. Fact. McCoy as Judge Dredd battling <laughs> Queen Cersei as a drug lord. <laughs> and why not? <laughs> you know, that, that helmet part, though, that brings us to the comparison between the 95 film and 2012. Oh, so good. So the 95 film, in summation, I'm just going to make broad brush strokes here. The 95 film got a baking sheet thin closer to the comic in so much. Except it also got further away in that it was something more of a comedy. But here's where it got closer. The characters and a lot of the city politics were in it, whereas this film it was not. But, as Thomas just pointed out, the trouble is that for that plot detail which was good it missed the whole setting and the point it was it felt like a silly comedy especially when you add rob schneider as the comedic um Mm. sidekick that would make fun of judge dread it's like this doesn't work and, and as you just, said, Tom, and just Stallone being yo, I am the law. It's just like, yeah, oh. really, really messed it up. Now, of course, the costumes too in the '95 version were closer to what the original comic looked like compared to, to the 2012 one. Yeah, but Except the 2000, I think that's a testament too. I would say almost felt more real because I'm like well, this. This is something I could absolutely see because it's like I see the where it came from the comic. But this is almost a down-to-earth version of it, where I'm like, right. I should actually see that. Where the and I was, yeah, the and older I was, one was like, oh, this is just funny. <laughs> I was just about to add in that that's an example of how sometimes when you're talking about a video game or a comic, it doesn't always translate well to the big screen. Um, you look at the comic; it looks cool the way the judges look. But then when you make it in reality, it looks ridiculous. And that's not to say the comic was bad, but that also explains why when you're looking at an MCU character, why did the char- why does the character, uh, why does their costume look different? Well, because if you did it in real life, it would look a little silly. In fact, that it, okay, side rant here, Marvel Stop making fun of your character's costumes. Quit undermining the character in the comic. If you've decided that looks kind of dumb in on a camera on the silver screen, we're just not going to do it. Fine. Don't. But don't make fun of it. You know, RoboCop did that too. And they did a RoboCop remake, a movie we will not be doing because the remake was worse than the original. But um, the don't, they made give fun away of it. it. They, 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 I kind of did though, because I said we're doing the better remakes, but they make fun of the original RoboCop look. It's like with Peter Weller, it's like, why are you doing that? You're not helping. You're punching down and busting the classic is not going to help your bad look. Okay. It's sitting here and saying that your doctor who is superior because my sets aren't flimsy. Um, no, nah, it doesn't work. So, or or saying my Star Trek is superior because I don't have Jolly Ranchers glued to a plastic sheet of, and calling that a computer. Um, nope. First of all, punching down like that is like saying I'm going to stop my sin by killing my grandfather. 
by going back in time and killing my grandfather? What? No, anyway. So, no, the costume doesn't translate well, and they did a better job in 2012 doing something that, as you said, Thomas, looks more realistic. But a key... F- so, they, they X'd out the politics and the characters. They had little Easter eggs of different judges who were indicted in there, attached to certain crimes, but they didn't get into that. But the setting, you get a much more better assessment of the setting in this film than you do in 95. 95 was whimsical. It was funny. Uh, it oh, was the first... The, the, let, let's just compare the openings. Because I believe absolutely. The, open, the openings to the original was a gunfight between two blocks. Yeah. Now that sounds reasonable and right, except it was Should done... It, it sounds amazing, but it was done in such comedy fashion that it was like, what? It lost yeah. its impact. When the newer one, it starts with a car chase, starts with them using slow-mo, starts with a car chase. And it, when they kill the you know, uh, walk, guy walking around, just the call-outs. Yeah, just they the oh, an innocent, homicide. I'm taking out. Yeah, the, and, that and they just kept going. It, but it and gets com- you into the mood of what this universe is that innocent. It's not pedestrian it's not a bystander innocent yeah such that word by itself tells you so much and tells you the setting you're in that this is the type of universe you're in that a he can do that but also b that that's now what it is that guilty innocent how he looks at the world yeah and the sheer brutality like when mama declares those guys who were um she executes at the beginning when she says throw them off the top but give them slow-mo so they so they're um seeing everything in slow motion they're sealing they're seeing their death approach slowly um that the the brutality brutality of it yeah whereas in the 95 version i'm it granted there's a joke in the 95 version that i loved it was the robot going around the hallway saying eat recycled food it's good for the environment and okay for you. I got a chuckle out of that. But the problem is it's in the middle of a firefight where, as you said, Thomas, I'm supposed to feel involved. And instead I'm just laughing at this, like, ha ha. He said double whammy and it forks the fire. And he, he's just announcing these things and the gun can do anything. It's like Batman's utility belt. Ha ha ha. It's campy. And it's missing the point. It's like, you got the politics of the city right, but you killed everything else. Whereas Dread in 2012 kind of skipped that, but nailed the setting and the characters better. And the helmet is key, Sickies. Before you go saying, why should the helmet matter? Here's why. Judge Dread is a tour de force. He's a force of nature. In this case, law. He's the idea of law being faceless and almost unrepentant if someone it reminds me of going back to D, the the alignment lawful neutral which basically said you know morality feelings all of that are subservient to the law uh there's no you know if we go back to a lawful good if a lawful good character caught a paladin caught a guy stealing bread and he found out it was because the evil lord has been denying them food and he stole it to feed his starving children the paladin would think yeah it's illegal what you did but it's horrible that you're being abused so the bigger evil is the lord not you whereas a lawful neutral would be like i don't care about the morality you stole the bread you're a lawbreaker go to jail and judge dread is a lot more like that um Anderson is the foil that she let a guy run away because she saw he was a victim. And even Dredd was like, what'd you do that for? He's a perp. Well, uh, not just that, but you that's the thing. Without, without seeing the face of the actor betraying Dredd, you just see Dredd. Exactly. It's, it's like Michael Myers. Because honestly, the first time I watched this film, I didn't know who portrayed Dredd. I did not right. know the actor. Now, the voice, and 
I'm like, this this face looks kind of familiar, and this voice sounds kind of familiar. I had to look it up. But while watching it, I just saw Dread. I didn't see any of – I didn't see Dr. McCoy, for one, but I didn't mm-hmm. see any of that. So it was – he betrayed the personification of Dread, which, again, as yeah. you put it, is just – from the comic, he's justice. Pure yeah. and simple. There is no ifs, ands, or buts, not – well, it's just no. You did something wrong. Unrepentant justice. This, this is the law. This is what you live by, and this is what I'm doing. And it fits the setting in that you're basically in a city. There's three kinds of people in the city, at least according to this film: the rampant victims that live in Peachtree, who are living in fear and trying to scrape by, the scum, and the judge. And that's it. You're either, you know, to quote a Christmas story, since we're at the Christmas season. In our world, you were either a bully, a toady, or one of the nameless rabble of victims. Yeah, well, well, and it's the same thing here. You're either the bully, you're the you're the judge, or you're the nameless rabble of victim. Well, th- this universe is very simply fascism. It is literally the state in the end. Yes. Yeah. I was it, I was going to bring that right. up, but yeah. I, well, uh, yeah, it, it's a fascist setting. Where you're actually rooting for the good, the, the police in the fascist state. But I mean, in this universe, again, this universe is set only, a- after it's only World because War of the antagonist. Yeah, well, you're yes. only rooting for these brutal cops because if it, because as much as you don't like them, it's like yeah, but look at the opposition. They're, They're the worse. only ones keeping in this universe, keeping these mega cities yeah. together. From completely yeah. collapsing. Because again, this is a universe set after the massive world ending post apocalyptic yeah. war that wiped it's... out so much that all that's left are just a few massive cities with so many people crammed together. Mm-hmm. Crime is out of control. <laughs> yeah. So this movie made me ask a couple questions. And I'm not going to say that these are. Um... The intent, because I, I can't tell you what the intent was, but I will say that the movie made me ask these questions. Ooh, I what, love question time with Scott. What is <laughs> the key factor to having a lawful and ordered society? Now, in America, we have always felt that when crime rises, we have to get tough on crime, and we have to increase law enforcement, and we have to get tougher on punishments, and we have to increase jail time, and the law has to become more draconian. And Mega City 1 would be, and Judge Dredd would be the ultimate fulfillment of that. The ultimate fulfillment of that. The ultimate, he is the ultimate fascist, but without the misuse of his power. He's a fascist who is free of his emotional connection to right and wrong and is simply saying, You broke the law, here it is. Um, Yeah, lawful neutral. So what is, as you said, lawful neutral? Um, but what is it that really makes well, society lawful and ordered? And I think you can you can ask that maybe what makes maybe what's far more important to a lawful and smoothly running society is that people have enough food in their bellies, they have a few luxuries, and the self fulfilling idea of a society that works. We obey the laws. We follow the rules of society because we know that other people will follow those rules. It's like I stop at a red light because I know the people at the green light are going to go. I go when the light turns green without even looking to see if the people at the other side have stopped because they got a red light. I trust that they're going to stop. Now, one of these days, I might get T-boned by that. So maybe I should look to make sure they've actually stopped. But I would recommend that. I did get T-boned. But (laughs) society works that way. That's how we we act in a certain way because we expect other people are going to act in a certain way. And when it's not working, when society is broken down because the fundamental order of society isn't working for the majority of it, then they seek that order in other places, like being part of the Mama clan. You know, who has more power in that building? Mama. The the, the guy in the the medical ward. The guy in the medical ward isn't going to help the judges because he basically says, you're dead already the minute that blast door came down. So if I help you, I yeah. die. 
I'm not picking yeah. a side. You're already dead. And yeah. you these guys are sitting there the whole time saying, we're fighting to maintain order. We're fighting to maintain justice. But they're not, and they know they're not. They can never win the battle. You can never make a, I won't say never, but it's almost impossible to make a state, and especially a mega state, lawful and ordered by police action alone. I think that's what it made me start to think about. Well, it also brings up another question. What is the justice system for? Yeah, is this even an approach? That was the other thing I was going to say. So you have a lot of conversations about the idea of justice, going all the way back to Plato. What is justice? What is the law? What is the proper application of the law? Are you supposed to arrest someone just because they violated the letter of the law in a moment? Or are you supposed to have a little bit of flexibility as an enforcer of the law, as Anderson did, to look and say, yeah, I should arrest this guy. But he is a victim. He was coerced. He's not a threat. I'm going to let him go and go after the real person who's involved in this. And the more draconian and the more strict you make your code of justice, the less you actually have of achieving justice. If all law is absolute and there's no room within the law for a slight interpretation of it or a big interpretation of it to take in take into account circumstance and extenuating factors, no one can have justice. It can't if it's absolute. Right. And, and now it's interesting that because there are, uh, go ahead. Judge Dredd shows that little bit of wiggle room at the end because before the assessment is over, yeah, she says, I've already failed. I lost my gun. And by the strictest interpretation of the law, she's done. So Judge Dredd just kind of figures, well, out of survival and the fact that, you know, she still technically has the authority since she's under an assessment mode, let's get through this. And at the end, he told her, your assessment's over. At that point in the movie, I really didn't know what was going to happen. I honestly was leaning more towards her saying she's good, but she fails. Well, the but, thing so, was, so there's, I didn't count on that wiggle room he was going to yeah. employ. He did show something because he handed her his gun. Right. So, And I she, didn't think of that. I did not think that would happen. Right. And, and that's that little wiggle room. But this is, again, the, the – let's be honest. There's many issues with our justice system. Many. That we live under. We don't live under anything close to a justice system like this. Because, I mean, no. for one, we have separations. No. A police well, cannot, cannot execute someone. I mean, they've always, I've always said a police officer at the end of the day, regardless of what they think, cannot render judgment. Right. So we do have separations. We do have things. But Scott is absolutely right. Because this movie do, does allow you to ask that question. What is the purpose of police and judges and all of that in our current society? What is the justice system? What is the purpose of it? I mean, obviously, the purpose of it is to keep some kind of order and to keep society intact and somewhat because, I mean, it's, it's how it works. But there's also the question which I think is, what is the final purpose of it? Because I think in this universe, the final purpose of the judges is just to keep some peace. I mean, they're not expecting everyone to survive. It's just the, they're trying to keep the human race moving. Now, yeah, is it doing well? By no stretch of imagination. Everyone's barely have enough food to survive. No one really has luxuries. You're compact into a city that's with no living space. There's a lot of issues here. Well, another yeah. question I have, though, is how much worse off would Mega City 1 be if there were no judges? Because I'm not sure right. it would be that much of a difference. They said something like they can respond to 6% of the calls a day. I mean, ultimately, you're already seeing local strong men and women being more effective at law and order than the judges are. Well... 
their law anyway. A law in order. A law in order. And it's far more... Ma, the, the Mama clan is far more effectively in control of Peachtree Towers than the judges are of Mega City 1. That's for sure. And if you're if you're following Mama's laws and rules, you're far safer in Peachtree Tower than you are out in Mega City 1. If you break one of her rules, yeah, you're going to get skinned and thrown to death. The only difference is if you're out in Mega City 1 and you break one of the rules, you're going into an ISO cube for so many years. So your punishment, well, or... Judge Dredd could just execute you on the spot. Um, but you're more likely, if you break one of Mega City One's rules, to just do jail time than if you break a rule in the Mama Clan. But is it any different? And can you could yes. we honestly say that you might be better off in Peachtree Towers if you follow her rules and obey the laws well, of that system than you are out in Mega City One? I I would say yes because this is the key point even about the current justice system that is flawed in many ways, that a properly organized justice system is not perfect. But what it aims for is to be the best for the most people and do what is morally correct, even if people don't like it. Now, like, I mean... I guess some, and and this is where I say there are many flaws in it because I mean, jaywalking. What? Mm-hmm. Why is that a thing? You know, but it, it's not really enforced most of the time because it's not really a thing, and no one cares. But it is a law. Well, the theory behind jaywalking is is that in a major city you can't have people just going across the middle of the road wherever they choose to, because if you ever go downtown, imagine if everyone downtown just crossed not at crosswalks whenever they chose to. You couldn't you couldn't keep traffic flowing. Right. And, and and again, this is my point though. Right there. Because that right there is the most good for the most people. You are trying to and it doesn't always succeed, but you try to do the most good for the most people in a most and this is the other key part in the most neutral possible way. You try to make your laws neutral. That's a good utilitarian ethical standpoint. I'm not sure if if Kant or Rousseau would agree with you, but it's a very good utilitarian ethical view, viewpoint there. Yeah. And, and Machiavelli would not agree with you, but... Well, I, I disagree with him in many aspects but, too, but hey. But Machiavelli would be siding with Mama. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But that that's my point, where I'm saying that is the best, and, and I... I by far, say, I, I don't even think our justice system comes close to that. But I'm saying that would be the purpose and the purest form of it. But that's Thomas. I like, agree with you. I come down to utilitarian ethics uh, position too. Count the numbers. Yeah. What's good and, and I'm just for the most people? Saying, right. And I'm saying that's the law side where you have gang violence side where it's like, yeah, it might be good for the people who follow. But then you're going to only have a select few, and the laws are going to be skewed towards certain sides. But if you were living in Mega City 1, so that, that's when we jump out to a macro picture, you're absolutely right. But if I was living in Mega City 1, if I live in Peachtree Towers, all I've got to do to not die is not cross the Mama Clan and follow, the rules, and follow the rules that we all know exist in that in that comments and you and you all know what they are everyone who lives there probably does and you know that if you just stay and you just stay out of the clan's way go about your business do what they tell you to you will be fine or would i want to be out in mega city one where i have to worry about running afoul of the fascist judges and every other gang gang that's out there so ultimately i think it's another thing that's why Ultimately, you know, you look at it, it's, it's why um, it's why America failed in Afghanistan and Iraq. Um, to, to really make this contemporary or weird, um, when, the, when the official arm of the law isn't strong enough to protect almost everybody from the, from the criminal element and the gangs that have the real power, well, people, well, yeah, that's will, not a pr- people will side with 
that local group and strongman or woman. Scott, Scott, too, not to turn this into political malady, but in all honesty, the Taliban was more ethical than the Afghan government. It is it is widely known that not only were they horrendously corrupt, but they couldn't even equip the military. The military was suffered. The Afghan military, that is not the U.S. I agree with you. But the the bottom line is there was more. So there was more tribal loyalty within the within the countrysides than there well, was yeah, to the government right. in Kabul. When you have when when but the gov- when the Kabul governor is horrendously corrupt, you're going to go back to what you know. Right. Well, here's here's the other big issue if we want to bring that up. And this is a big difference between like the movie where you have judges who are pretty much unaffected by any kind of they're 100% dedicated to the justice system. They're yeah, on their they own, but be... they're all but they're also dedicated to a moral justice system. When, yeah. And these are the people who, good, bad, whatever, they go there, they become that 100%. But yeah. they go there and they're molded into this. When you look at Afghanistan, the police and the military were all the gangs and the rebels and the outcasts were sent there. Right. So you Especially had the, the you had your, the worst of the worst. And nothing being done to organize them, train them, and cohese them into a group with morals. My, my so, analogy doesn't hold true on, on many levels. But on a very basic level, it is that if the official arm of law enforcement and government is not strong enough to protect you at all times from the unofficial criminal element, it is ineffective at the start. And people are going to follow who the real power is. That can yeah. actually, that they're more afraid of. Uh, you know, a more a more effective comparison there, Scott, would be uh, the Holy Roman Empire, where yes, there's an emperor, but the, at the end of the day, the emperor is only as powerful as the electors and the nobles and princes give him ability. And honestly, they deliberately picked the person with the least amount of clout to become emperor, just so they could thumb their nose. If the emperor said, here's a law, the prince could say, try and stop me. You and what army? Oh, that's right. You need us to make your army. So, and I'm not going to levy, I'm not going to sortie troops for you. So you, if you're said German farmer, who are you going to follow? The emperor or the local baron or prince who actually has the authority in the area? Well, absolutely. And this is, again... Where you have to, I think this movie did a good job in that way because it didn't go too deep into that. It didn't dive into this massive city and go, oh, yeah. we can't do it. They just went and told a simple story where it's like, well, this is yeah, one of the 6%. This is one of the times they do respond. Yeah, you can do that with the comic, but you're right. With the film, to try to do it would get a little much. I mean, the the 95 film did follow a story called Judge Rico, but they didn't do it very well, of course. And, uh, yeah, as you said, Thomas, now, allegedly there was going to be a sequel in the works. There was a group called, um, oh, not uh. the anti-judges, not the anti-judges, but there was something else. The dead, no, a sequel the to the dead. 2004. Yeah, You're talking about the dead judges or whatever. Yeah, Judge they death. were supposed. To, yeah, they were supposed to come in, but it wouldn't have made sense. It would have just been jamming it in. Which, uh, kudos to the writer for showing restraint. Uh, so the supposition was, if this film does well enough, we'll do it in the sequel, and that was the 2012 sequel. And uh, even though it was regarded as a superior film, I guess the marketing was very bad and and i do remember that the trailers were not that great they didn't really entice you you know that's one of the problems if you're doing a remake of a inferior film people tend to remember oh yeah that garbage heap i don't want to go see another one of those and you you really got to spend money on marketing to convince people no 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 this is a redo and it's superior well the other problem it didn't quite make the money that they needed to warrant a sequel well, I think the other problem was that and they they went in and made this movie when the 3D craze hit. So this is dread 3D. 
So, yeah. Cool. There is another aspect to it. We, It's like, now, being, it, it adds to that gimmick factor in some ways, where it's like, oh, it's a gimmick. It's not. Yeah, that's, I, well, I'm, right. But you, you can tell when they used the 3D, and I think they used it effectively, and it didn't, like, oh, this is only for 3D. But Right. But I think if you're like, um, you, that's a good point you bring up, because even with me, aside from Avatar, which had good 3D for what it was, um, the rest, every other 3D film I ever saw was pretty crappy. I felt like 3D you was, 30, if you need it was to... a, a $13 flash in the pan. Yep. If you need 3D for your movie to be effective, it's not a good movie. Yeah, yeah, and and that made me think like, oh, if I have to pay $13 to see this, I'm not going to. There's a reason that craze has stopped. When's the last time we've really seen a movie marketed as being you in have 3D? It. You have oh, They let it go. It doesn't add out. anything. It doesn't add I, anything. <laughs> I remember when they had 3D TVs where you could buy it with the glasses, but then that required buying a special player and a special Blu-ray, yep. and everyone, nobody would mm -hmm. buy it because it's like, I'm not buying a special thing just to forget that. I remember and watching I MTV's like uh, Jackass 3 or something, and it was in 3D, and the only thing I, they yeah, did with that, that was to make a bunch of uh, genitalia come looking like it was flying at your face off the screen. Yeah. Kudos, that, MTV. Kudos. <laughs> right. It, I remember that. It wasn't very good. Well, these were some really good chats. I think we should uh, just get into some rips and picks before we rate this. And I'm going to give my um, – I had one rip. Well, two. The first one, once they were locked in and they knew that every, every perp's got to get going, got to get taken out. Why are you still carting that guy around? Shoot him. He's now an, he's now a liability. He went from an asset to a liability. Stop carting him around. I actually have an answer for that. Because of course I have an answer. But, I know okay. because the plot needs to work. And no, they said this isn't even ninety-nine percent no. certainty no. and ninety-nine percent certainty. They need him for evidence. Yada yada yada. I'm aware. Not not, not even evidence. Not even evidence. Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd is lawful neutral. He's not going to release the guy, and he and there are no he hasn't had a crime yet that warrants death. His, his well, crime I, should be isocube. Yep, he cannot get kill him because still he bugged not, me. Not, not if, crime. if she was a hundred percent certain, because he could, he'd have killed him and dispensed still summary bugs judgment. me. Still bugs me just because of course he got out and kidnapped her and all of that instead of her getting kidnapped in a firefight, which is what I would have preferred. Again, is that that's more of a personal nitpick, I'll grant you, but it's one that bugged me. Um, the other one, oh, what was the other one that bugged me? Not enough to make it the movie bad, it just to make me say, ugh. I could have done without um, the attempted mindscape rape. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there was that. Um, shoot, what was it that... Um, Apparently, it must not have bugged me that much. I think I was on track, and then I – so let's see. There was – Well, I'll give you a pick while you're trying to think about that. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I, As much as the gun is like Batman's utility belt, I love the fact that he did not have movie clip ammo and that Judge yes. Dredd okay. had to find his way to a solution from being out of ammo. Yes. I'm glad you mentioned that. You know what? That That goes to my rip. So he gets shot with armor piercing, and somehow the med kit heals him. Um, all right, fine. I'll sus suspend disbelief, but I will not do it about this. Why did you use your own med kit? You got a dead judge right there. Use his. Um, I have. I know that. For you. Let me guess. It's DNA set to him. No, you always use yours. It's military trained. That you, if you carry your own medical kit, like you use your medical kit. It, I was gonna. I, I don't care. You have a dead person next to you. You use your medical kit. You always use your medical kit. I anything. was gonna say because I would have been like, dude, you took his ammo. Why don't you just take his med kit? 
like if take his field kit, you took his bullets. How do you know it's in his field kit? Exactly, because that's the, the other same thing. thing no, as how do you know that? No. Issue. no, that's the thing. For one thing, med kits are normally packed individually. Each person packs their own med kit. Now, uh-huh. when someone else gets injured, you use their med kit on them. Now, the thing being, many a times you have to sort through a med kit because each person packs med kits slightly different. Some people pack more of one thing, and some people leave other things out. There are certain things that you must pack, but other things you don't have to. So med packs can be changed, adjusted, and packed differently. Beyond so, that, it's a corrupt judge that just tried to kill you. How do you know that the corrupt judge isn't hiding um, illegal narcotics in his med kit because he feels it since he's I, a judge, no one will ever check it? I True. wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. That's but I'm just but, looking because there is a standardized med kit, and I don't know why. But that that again, that's a personal nitpick, and in no way did it take away from the movie at all. And uh, okay. it, it just made me go, eh. And then I moved on pretty quick because as soon as he took the bullets from him, I'm like, oh, well. And then it goes back to the pick that you mentioned, Scott, that, oh, that's how they solved that problem. Because, yeah, it was getting good that he had to have reload, like reload points and things like that. Well, what about this awesome pick, in my opinion? Anderson meets one of the corrupt judges Mm -hmm. and mine meets her. Oh yeah, and she's like, "I know you're. I'm here for you." Bam. It's like, right. It's like no, and also brilliant. Dread deduction on. Wait a minute, you're not asking about the other judge. Yes, that's right. No, brilliant, very good. His other also deduction of when Mama has the bombs, and he's like, "So it'll go off if you're in the top fifty, but what if you're under that?" Oh, yeah. Well, let's find out. And he was going to execute her anyway, so here we go. Well, that's also the lawful good part where it's like, I can't let you go. You must die. I must yeah. execute you. Even well, if you blow up this building, you must die. So yeah. all the finds, perps are in here. He's attempting to find a way to not kill anyone else but still do his lawful good. Right. And he pulls it off. I thought that was very well done. I have one rip for this film, and it's really only one, and that that's interesting for me because I usually have far more rips than picks. But um, sound odd here, maybe maybe it's in character, but no one has any respect for human life in this film at all. They're all almost sociopaths. Judge Dredd watches the perps just run over someone and and, and kill him, and he goes, "They took out a neutral. I'm taking them out." Not because not because he's in any way impacted by the fact that an innocent human was just uh, killed as a result of his high-speed chase for three drug users, which most cops would say that's why they don't do high-speed chases through areas so they don't get neutrals killed. It's just now he can kill them. And then, yeah. later on, even Mama's acting kind of, I would say, out of character. This is Peachtree. This is her people, the people that listen to her. And follow her need to believe that if they follow her, they're going to be okay. And she's willing to decimate an entire... How many people died in that onslaught to try to get Mm -hmm. the two judges? And that's going to take a lot of the faith out of her organization, even her foot soldiers, even the people. She's still basically the government within that block. And I'm not sure that that would be the action she would take. Um, I, I don't think so. Uh, I think she well, I, called 911 first and called in the other judges before she did that. She has other options in this case. Um, well, you know, but nobody judge, seems to this. care. Judge Dredd watches the the isolation door come down on the beggar and kills that man. He doesn't care. He just well, nothing bothers him. Well, the only the only response I would have that is that is the universe that is right, absolutely, absolutely. accurate to the universe that this is set in. That in this future. No one cares about anyone else, really, because it's gotten that bad. Yep. Yeah, there's yeah, just no I w- emotion. I would agree with that. So it's more just a personal pet peeve again. Yeah. And, and I get yeah. that. If it's a part you just don't like about the setting, 
that that thing is this. Oh, okay, well, yeah, It's just fine. overdone. The only person who ever shows any emotion at anyone dying is Anderson. Is Anderson. No one else, no yeah. one else. Bystanders, people not bystanders, Which... people on the street. Main, no one seems to, you know, well, Dredd isn't in there to make this... a difference. He's just in there because this is his job, and he enforces the law because he enforces the law. But Remember the story of Kitty Genovese, who was getting murdered and screaming for help, and everyone, no one lifted a finger. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's not inconceivable. And if your distaste your distaste is because it's a lot like that, well, that's shows a sign of humanity, and that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> Yay, you have but, humanity, Scott. Yeah, but uh, as far as Mama doing that, well, I suppose she would because she's just trying to let everybody know I will do anything. And why she didn't call nine one one right away? Well. I would wager it's because that's a resource, an asset you don't want to use. Well, first of all, they were expensive. Remember that. And two, that's not an asset you want to use a lot because eventually internal affairs is going to get in on that and wonder how does she keep dodging these judges? True. You know? Yeah, there's a or, or they do a ballistic test, ballistics test and find out this judge was killed by Judge Bullets. You know? Yeah, that's, so that's a flaw not, in that because in the Judge Dredd world, aren't the bullets um, with the – like to him. the set to the DNA, yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, well I mean, the all... guy tried to but the judges aren't the supposed to know that either, though. Well, yes. Oh, they correct. do. They know it. No, 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 not the bullets themselves. They don't know about the guns. They do. Yeah, yeah. The guns are set for that. Which but the point is, you could still. Nitpick. What's that? DNA guns. Yeah. The, there is a reason why we don't even use fingerprint guns, and the attempts to use like fingerprint guns or biometric guns have all basically failed mm-hmm. because they suck. Because either you can bypass that, or they just don't function. Yeah, I have a well, biometric can... safe, and a lot of times it takes me two or three attempts to get it to recognize my fingerprint. And, uh, right. I, and, and Sarah well, always laughs. She goes, if we ever need to get the gun out of the safe, you're not going to be able to get it in time. The DNA you know, the, is 10 times worse because, for one, depending on how much it's reading, residue of skin cells could trip it off. Things well, like that. I think we have to chalk that. You're right. that We have to chalk that up to it's a science fiction setting because also it's a gun that can switch between incendiary rounds, armor piercing, yep. uh, rapid fire. So it's, it's clearly a gun that yeah. is a magic well, item. And somehow, item. right. And, and somehow those, all of those different rounds are in the same clip. Yeah. Right. I was about so to say they were all stored in one ma- magazine. Just chalk it's it up to magic future technology that solved item. the problem of DNA recognition in the future. They've yeah. perfected it. Yeah, you have to just roll with it. That's all. I have a nitpick about the science here, and you all have nitpicks about the setting. Good grief. I like your nitpick better than ours, though, Thomas. I like your rip better than ours. I will give you that. Yeah. (laughs) Ours were more more personal, little peevish things. I mean, I've got a rip that – listen, this is how bad my rip is. I actually have to take it away. It's got to become a pick because my rip was about something that is um, canonically accurate. I can't yeah. rip the film for being accurate <laughs> you, to canon, personal, so I have to convert my rip to a pick. No, you can. You can keep it just as a, a, a personal, I don't like that theme personally. Okay, that's fine. That doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It's just it's not your cup of tea. It's, you know, just because you don't like caviar doesn't mean it's not a good, well, it's not good I, caviar. I do have one more rip, and then that right. only one more. Okay. And, a skate park on the side of your building with yeah, no railing. Well, with no railing. Well, I, uh, this, it's Mega City the, 1. They don't look like yeah, they care about safety standards. <laughs> yes, except at certain point, I think at least you have guardrails or railing or nets or something. You would have something. Well, so, with a society of, that values human life that little, I don't think they'd care. <laughs> I, I, I think they I think there were limits, and it's just like I, I see that as one of those. I'm like, I don't know if I can see that. But again, that's okay. a little thing where it doesn't really yeah. ruin anything. It's just, eh. you know what? No. I think 
that brings us to a nice point for rating this because it seems like all of our rips are merely just personal little eh, eh, eh. it's nothing that makes you say well this is horrible trash it's more just i don't like that or i don't care for that well i want to give a pick first oh well you know what throw your pick in with your rate can you do that yeah okay so i'm gonna say given the nature the discussion we had despite being in an ultra-violent, brutal setting, still inspired that sci-fi kind of discussion topic. It was much more entertaining. It was much better looking. And it fixed a lot of the flaws and was truer to the comic. I'm going to give this a, a nine. I enjoyed watching this a lot. What about Ooh. you, Thomas? Nine. Okay. Um, My pick is actually the slow-mo. And this yeah, is- thank you for mentioning that. That was great. The slow motion in this was really nice and really well done. And like, oh, I it was gruesome in a, such a good, bad way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now it's worse that you know it was a Justin Bieber song. Well, I, I'm not going to hold that against the film. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I... We'll give it a. I'm going to give it an nine. Also, I have watched this film now whew, six or seven times now, and I rarely watch films more than once. So this is definitely a good film, in my opinion. Okay. So it's entertaining. It's well paced. The action builds and builds and builds to a satisfying resolution. They do a good job of showing you a grimy, poor, post-apocalyptic, urban, overcrowded area that is resource poor. And they do a good job of showing you how lawless the city has become. But, and all of that is good and it's a good start, but I ultimately... It's missing something, and I can't be positive on what that is. Maybe it's some more character development. Maybe it's some more discussion of the of the stuff we talked about here between the judge's approach to law and justice and the mama clan's approach to law and justice and a approach to law and justice that works in a functioning society and being able to, to see the difference between those. But that's not what this film is supposed to be. So I see that that's why it's not there. Brings me all back around to it's a good film and I'll give it a 7. I don't think I can go higher up into the 8, 9, or 10 range because it lacks that deeper discussion that I think should be in science fiction at those levels. Um, And it lacks the character work and character development that could... um, that could bump it up to that level. I, mean, I I think if you understand Judge Dredd, and, and look, that's not a weakness. It's just anything where you're playing in a universe, you have to understand the characters. If you don't understand the characters um, in Star Trek, Star Trek The Wrath of Khan doesn't hold the power that it does. So it makes sense to me that people who understand the Judge Dredd universe will rate this higher than I will. And for me... It becomes a fun, action-filled romp, but no different than any other fun, action-filled romp. I'm watching this the same way I'm watching Terminator or, you know, the same way I'd watch uh, Last Action Hero or something like that, you know? Um, it's just an action romp. Uh, shoot em up, you know, fun hour and 40 minutes with the, with a pretty cool character. So, um, yeah, I give it a 7. It's a good film. It's a good film. Okay. So it sounds like Sickies, if you have not seen it, you should tune in. Uh, definitely see it. It's available on Hulu right now if you have a Hulu account. Uh, before we get going, I just want to mention a few things. One, this month, in addition to our regular content, we're going to be having a uh, special supplemental starring some extra talent, uh, some YouTube YouTubers that I am in touch with so more to come on that also state ztf zodiac task force episode five dropped just on saturday and i was listening to it while driving and i was getting so psyched i started driving dangerously i'm not kidding i 
really mean it when I say it, that this is the best episode so far. Well, so luckily far. we don't live in the Dread universe because you just got would have been judged. Five years in an ISO cube. Yeah, I guess you, so. You admitted to but, dangerous driving. Yeah, right. We kind of do that um, with cameras. Maybe a camera caught him. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. But, uh, so tune into ZTF5, and if you haven't watched any, or listened to any of the episodes on Spotify, Zodiac Task Force, you can listen to the first five episodes. Uh, Cold Case Chase came out with two episodes this week. There was uh, actually there was a couple. There was a case of the chills, the Annabelle doll from the Conjuring movies, uh, the Setagaya, Setagaya murderers, murders, excuse me. And Case Closed with Nanny Doss was just released yesterday. And you should be getting a cross-examination pretty soon about the Cleveland Torso murders. Heads up, I'm pretty darn sure it was Art Modell. I'm convinced. <laughs> I'm like 99% sure it was Art Modell as a kid. He murdered the Browns. Exactly. So he was just keeping in, keeping in character, really. Um, but... So you can tune in for all those fine shows on Raven Lunatic Media. And if you want to contact us, particularly about this show or anything else, you can do so at ravinglunaticmedia.com, ravinglunaticmedia.com, ravinglunaticmedia.com. Rage Master, what's left for them to do? Stay sick, sickies. <laughs> <laughs>